This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! And now your host. Help, helps if I bring myself in. <laughs> I was ready, <laughs> believe it or not. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How are you? I'm having one of those days today. Me and Ted don't ever work with children or technology. That's what I say. And uh, how are we doing? It's Tuesday. It's the European show. And this is Lester Till I Die TV. And if you want, you can follow us live in the normal places, YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. And please give us a subscribe. Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. 
and Twitter and Periscope at the moment. It is at Leicester TID. And if you want to listen to this on Catch Up, you can do so on your favourite podcast platform, including Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor and Google. And like I say, if you are uh, watching us, or even if you're not watching us there on the old YouTube please go to the channel, Leicester.itv, and give us a quick subscribe. We would be really, really grateful. It's Europe. How are we feeling? Nervous? Well, we didn't concede in the away leg. We didn't score. It's all to play for. It literally is sudden death. Technically, this could be the last European show that we are going to be doing. Let's hope it's not. Let's hope we're here for a few more weeks. We're going to find out on Thursday night because it is um, 8 o'clock on Thursday at the KP and you can pick it up on BT Sport, Radio Leicester and LCFC.com free of charge if you want to listen to it. That's Thursday at 8 o'clock, and we're going to have a few uh, bitten nails, I think. Let us know your thoughts. How are you feeling? Nervous, worried, confident? We're going to do it? Tell me we are. Please tell me we are. Right, let me bring in. We've got a very, very special guest, and I'm going to apologise now because I've been calling him the wrong name all day. But uh, for those of us of a certain age... Uh, Mr. Paul Reed, uh, midfielder, played for Leicester 1986 to 1992, 162 appearances. That's not bad going. And not only that, he scored 21 goals as well. So say good evening to you, Paul. How are you doing? Hi, are you okay? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm very, very good. Thank you very much. And we shall bring in our normal... Um, European chum, Josh. Good evening, Josh, a.k.a. Tyson Fury, of course. Good evening, chaps. Hope you're both okay. Yeah. Nervous, are you? Uh, a little bit. Um, I think it'd be nice to go into the second leg with uh, with an away goal. It's, it's, it's always ideal to sort of put yourself in that position, but... Like you say, like you said at the start, it's, it's a complete shootout now. It could it, it, after watching the first leg, I believe it could go it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul, I was looking earlier about the away goals. Do the away goals count? And yes, they do. Uh, for matches played under the knockout system, if the two teams involved in a tie score the same number of goals over the two legs after ninety minutes, the team which scores more away goals qualifies for the next stage. So. Paul, we've not even got extra time or penalties, so it literally is all down to the wire. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, like the game last week, to go away um, and not to concede is a made, you know, it's a, a, a really mm. good team performance to not concede. Because if I think if you look at the stats, um, they've averaged, I think, probably three goals per game um, mm. during this season. So um, for Leicester to go away there and not concede. Um, you know, I think it's a, it could be a major factor for the second leg. Um, the players should be buzzing for this second leg now. Mm. Obviously, getting back after nil nil going away there, um, beating Villa two one with a good performance. I watched the game in the house, although I'm a Villa fan, I must admit. But it was great. <laughs> you know, two teams trying to play football. Leicester were the better team on the day. Um, so going into the next game now on Thursday, you know they you know they've got nothing to lose. I think. Um, it's one of those where they'll be looking forward to it and the game's really set up for them to go and produce and, and do the business and hopefully get a win to see them into the next uh, the next round. I mean, Josh, it was a, a, a good performance. It was the performance, and I said in the post-match show, that we hadn't had against Wolves, we hadn't had against Brighton, we hadn't had against Liverpool for the first 75 minutes or against Sparrow. Suddenly, and we're not doing it often enough for me, suddenly we put a, a good performance in. If we do that on Thursday, <laughs> I'd feel a lot more confident. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, the result, the result and performance against Villa was spot on. For me, first half, I thought we were outstanding. Second half, we dropped off a little bit. But purely because I think that Villa got that early goal in the second half means we had to we had to maybe look at defending, obviously, a little bit deeper, just maybe sitting back just slightly rather than going for it a bit more. But yeah, overall, mate, I thought I thought Sunday were absolutely outstanding. There were certain, certain partnerships. I know you've pointed it out. You were impressed with Luke Thomas and Harvey Barnes. I thought they were absolutely outstanding Sunday. 
really were linking up well. Um, they seemed to know where the next pass will go into, when who were going to make the runs and who were going to drop in. It, yeah, it was really good, man. Like you say, hopefully, if a performance like that, as well as, like you say, seeing out a second half after conceding that early goal, it, it, it can only, only breed confidence going into what is a massive game for us on Thursday. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it, it carries on. Few comments coming in here. Uh, Facebook user, stick your name at the end if you're on Facebook and you're not uh, clicked on to StreamYard so we can see who you are. Um, we are confident this should be a must win match for us. If we want to go through, it's got to be, we've got to uh, win it. Good evening, Stephen. Nice of you to join us. How the devil are you, sir? Um, Facebook user here, think we'll get the result to see us through. Um, Though we did not utilise our chances in the first leg. Well, I don't think we did, really. Um, Stephen Collins, quietly confident. Hope they get it right from the get-go. Well, they, they need to. We need we need a good... It is all about the start in any match, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, definitely. I mean, but, again, you know, if you look at the game last week, the, the chances they had... Um, I think Harvey Barnes had a couple of chances. Or Brighton had a shot mm. early doors um, from good play from, from Harvey again. Um you know, so they'll be looking forward to this game, knowing that they're going to create chances. And I think Prague had a few, you know, half half, half chances, not really created that lot. So I think it's a great game for them, and they all the players should be buzzing and looking forward to it. And I think it is important to set the stall out early doors, get the possession yeah. game going, get Madison on the ball, get Barnes on the ball, get Vardy running in behind. And, you know, to get an early goal, then that will that will stand them in good stead then for the rest of the game. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I was a bit like you, Josh. Um, quietly pleased when we drew Slavia Prague out of the um, out of the hat. But then when I started to look, to look at them, and I, you know, the argument is well, it's only the Czech league and all this, that, and the other. I, I don't, don't care. Confidence and winning games breeds confidence. They've not lost in the league all season, you know, and. They still haven't, you know. In you know the last games, yet we had a good win over over Villa. Sorry, uh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> we had the good win over Villa, uh, Slavia, and I haven't spelt it wrongly. That is the the the, the local spelling. Uh, got a, an, an an away draw. They're, they're tougher, I think, than 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 I gave them credit for. I think they are. I mean, Paul's right, and he's spot on for what he said at the start. I think. Um... Even coming back, coming back to the to the king power and having not conceded a goal it is 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 as vital as maybe me saying well you know it'd have been nice to to get an away goal to bring back to to the king power. Um, I thought it was going to be trickier than what a lot of people maybe thought it was going to be purely for the fact that um, after doing you know research into them and stuff and fixtures wise like I say they've not lost a game and as you say they, they drew again at the weekend albeit I think the team they drew against at the weekend's 14th place in the league yeah. so they're yeah. coming into it off the back of not not a not a great result for them in hindsight really with them being top of the league so hopefully we'll be able to capitalise on that I think um, I think you, you'll see a much better I think a much better performance this leg than the first leg that's for sure I mean Paul well, the worst case scenario is them getting an early goal. Yeah, you know that that's the same in every you know every football mm. game. You know those who get the early goal, you know it's always going to be difficult for the opposite team. But you know the way that they defended away from home. Um, again, what I said, you know if they can get the ball players on the ball early and get mm. get that upper hand on them, like Madison, as I said, um, Harvey Barnes, as I've said, it all depends who plays on the right hand side. Um, Obviously, the weekend, I think Pereira played, you know, yeah. further forward on the right-hand side and he's a, he's a right-back, so he may bring all Brighton back in, you know, to add a little bit more finesse going forward, a bit more um, finesse going forward. Um, mm. But again, you know, if they do if they do happen to concede early, I don't think Brendan will panic because obviously I've known I've known a Brendan for a while, obviously with my Swansea connections. Yes. Um, he won't go away from his principles. He'll get the ball down. He'll get get the players on the ball. He'll want to move it quickly, and he'll want to create chances. You know, he'll want to get, as I said previously, he'll want to get Harvey Barnes on the ball, um, going at uh, defenders. Um, he'll yeah. want to get Madison in that little number ten hole where he can, you know, where he can slide passes in, or even as he proved the weekend where he, he scored against the Villa, which was a great goal. 
Um, so if they do concede, I don't think he'll panic. I think he'll stick to his principles. Um, he'll get on. He'll get the players on the ball. And I think Josh had said earlier on about the uh, the young fullback, um, Luke. Yeah. Uh, was it Luke Thomas? I thought Luke he was Thomas, excellent yeah. against. He, he was excellent against Villa. Um, yeah. So um, you know that that's that's good. Obviously they've got got rid of Ben Chilwell, and then another young player comes up through the academy. But I think he'll you know he'll stick to his guns and he'll be wanting to go and get an early goal and, and won't take any prisoners prisoners. I think. I mean, I say good evening. Must say good evening there to Zaki all the way from Nairobi. And I, I, this I is water, can I just say not gin? <laughs> I I wish. Um, Zaki from Nairobi in Kenya. Good evening, Zaki. Thanks for joining us. Uh, a good evening to Darren uh, as well, and to uh, Brett and Mrs. Ahern. A very good evening to you. And a special good evening to Paul. Hi, Paul. Great player for us, Lee from Anstey. So a bit of uh, a bit of a special hello for you there. Thank you, Lee. Uh, Paul. But Josh, I mean, it was the point there that, that Paul made very, very well, is that Brendan reminds me, and I'm old enough to remember sort of Liverpool in the 70s, and Brendan's of that mould. He doesn't panic. If we do go behind, you know, like like Paul said, he sticks to his game plan. And you know, if we do go one behind, I've never sat there. And I was a bit like this in the championship winning season. I'm not sat there thinking, that's it. I think in another thing as well I've noticed, I know when, when Brendan first come in um, at the time, some fans were not disappointed with this, the, the style of football he played, but because... A lot of the time, at the beginning, it were you know side to side passing, and we didn't really seem to be going anywhere. I think that's completely been eradicated this season. I think the the, the patient approach that that we have adopted and is built on over the season. Then now, like, like exactly what you said, I don't think me personally, I don't panic if we go goal down anymore because we're always we'll always create chances. And you know, like Paul said, you know, with the likes of Madison Barnes. Vardy's always Vardy's always got a goal in him, no matter how he's playing throughout the game. So he's, you you are right. I don't I don't think. Um, I mean, it, it's not the same feeling as under someone such as Claude Puel, really, when it was the, the, the football at times we were keeping loads of the ball, but we just weren't really going anywhere with it. So, but yeah, Brendan. I mean, it, it's evident with with the way we're playing, the results we're picking up, um, his style of play, it, it suits us down to the ground now and. Whereas we do, we do prefer a, a more possession-based game against the majority of teams nowadays. We've always got that counter-attack as well if we need to. So it's it's looking looking the best it's done for a long time. I suppose, Paul, and I mean you you were with us sort of um, eight um, six years, and I think you went you no you personally went through a lot of managers, but there was a lot of managers came and went whilst um, <laughs> while, while you were at Leicester, and. Obviously, every new manager brings different styles. And I suppose as Leicester fans, we always remember the Ranieri style, the counter-attacking, exciting football. But you, you have to change. You have to evolve, don't you, as a team? Yeah, you, obviously, the, the, the manager, is, you know, every manager's got a different way of playing. They've got the different styles. But, but with Leicester, they do like to get the ball down and play. But they've always got that added threat. If, you know, if they want to, if Prague come, say, Thursday night and want to defend quite high, they'll just put the ball in behind mm. for Vardy to run onto because he'll run he'll run all day. And yeah. you know and he'll, they'll create chances like that. But you know, you do have to change you have to play with you have to manage with the players that you've got. So sort of mm. adaptive style. Obviously when I when I first played it with um Brian Hamilton, which you know back in the day was a bit like we didn't know really what we were doing to be honest. Yeah. Um, David Pleat come in, you know, a lot of people didn't really like him, but his style of play you know, with the likes of Gary Mack in mid centre mid, um, we brought in Mike Newell, David Cross, um, moved me to the right hand side. So you know, we had to get the ball down and we had to play football. Um, yeah. Brian Little was a bit different when he came in. Yes, at times you could try and play, but he was he was very strict on his defensive organisation, so you don't concede. And obviously, when he came in, the likes of Tommy Wright, Kevin Russell, uh, who else was a uh, Steve Clatter, not Steve Clatter, yeah, I can't remember, but. But he had like um, a different style. We don't we don't concede. We'll get the ball forward early. We, you know we will play long. Yeah. Um, so with, with that, with, with with Leicester, they have got that option of going a bit longer. 
you know, so Brendan's probably watched the watched the game over and over and over again. Got his analysts to to say, all oh, right, this occasion, this occasion during the game, they do squeeze up. If they do, they'll say, right, for such and such a minute, they'll squeeze up, bang, put it in behind Vardy, will run onto it, and we'll get Madison Barnes coming in from the left hand side and, and and whoever. So they'll adapt to what team they're playing yeah. for. So probably they might come and defend deep. If they do, great. Leicester have a load of possession, load of possession. Go sideways, keep the ball, wait for the opposition defence to open up. Then they get their little slidey passes in then for Vardy making runs. And Barnes does it really, really well from the left-hand side. He'll stay out wide and he'll make a out-to-win run, as we like to call it. And, he, you know, he'll get in. He got in a couple of times against Villa doing the same thing, you know. Mm. Darren, good evening again. Uh, thanks for the comment, Darren. Uh, I think we can definitely say that he prefers... The four-one-four-one. That is the formation, Josh, that seems to work best for us. I'm going to ask you this because we did have Pierre on the right hand side um, ahead of Castagna. Maybe that was well. Some people suggested that was ready for uh, Grealish had he played. Um, apparently, it was announced on uh, on FIFA or something beforehand. People taking him all out of the fantasy teams that Grealish wasn't going to play, but Josh. Who are you going to have on that side? Are you going to have Ricardo Pierre today, or Brighton? Are you going to bring him back in because obviously he he had the rest of you know uh, had the game off and, and he, he's rested. Under dare I say under? What what would you go for on that right hand side? Uh, I'd probably stick with Ricardo um, mm. personally. I know it, it, it's a shame, and as we've said many times so far this season, it's a shame to have to drop all Brighton. Um, because he's been absolutely outstanding for us so far this season. Um, I think, I, I hope we go for Ricardo. I'm not going to say under because every time I've wanted under to start, he's not started. Um, but I get it from, from Sunday, it shows... And, that and we, every you know, time we, we said we could score from a corner, we didn't. Yeah, it, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, it, to be fair though, it wouldn't surprise me if he... If, he starts Ricardo and Albright and he maybe gives Castagna a rest because we know he's just coming back from a, a longish injury anyway. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if maybe Ricardo goes right back and Albright and starts right um, right mid, right wing. So, But I, I, either way, I, I'm really impressed with Ricardo on Sunday. Um, yeah. We know he can play there. Maybe Brendan looked at it and thought, well, we're just when Justin comes back, albeit it's going to be well into next season now, Maybe it's his way of getting all three of them, three him, uh, Justin, Castagna, and Ricardo in the same team. Um, maybe getting Ricardo to start at right wing for maybe, well, you don't know, rest of this season, see how he gets on. But yeah, I thought, I thought you were outstanding. Him and Castagna as well on Sunday. I thought their link up play were brilliant. At times, Villa defence didn't really know what to do because they're both, both playing as right backs, right wing backs. Usually, anyways, they both do. Um, they're always looking to overlap each other, and it worked really well. So I was, I was really impressed with it. Uh, Paul, we, I have to pinch myself sometimes when I'm doing these shows and we're having these conversations that this is Leicester we're talking about, and we're in the position about, you know, do we do we drop a player of like Ricardo's standard because the squad itself, and it's had to this season with all the injuries we we had at the start, but the squad itself is in great shape. Yeah, it is. And, and as a, obviously, as a manager as well, you'll be looking at the players um, and you, you'll be thinking, right, these done really well the weekend, but the players I left out have been doing well as well. So it's one of them, what do I do? But as I said before, he'd, he'd have analysed the game again, uh, gone mm. through with his analysts and he'll pick the team to go and, to go and have a go at them. And, you know... Which which is which is great. It's a great game. I can't wait to watch it. You know, yeah. hoping that he's gonna, you know, he's, as he said in his interview, it's set up great for him to go and and go and perform and and to go and get the win. And yeah. you know, fingers crossed, they'll be able to do it. Rob, can I just say, don't give up your day job. Undo <laughs> it over. Yeah, you've you've been waiting all season to say that, Rob, haven't you? You know. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait for him to keep the first ball over the over the bar, so I could say, say similar. Um, Darren here, um, I agree we've looked the most balanced all season in the last game with Ricardo and Castagna. We had two attacking wings for a change. Brett, I can see where you're coming from with this, Brett, and I'm going to ask you this, Josh. 
Uh, even though he didn't deserve it, he, he, he may drop Thomas to the bench. We do know Castagna can play on the left-hand side of defence and bring Ricardo back if he is thinking of bringing all Brighton. But I just... They did on both those sides have... Uh, 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 as Darren said there, probably the first time in a long, long time where I've seen two sets of players play so well together. Thomas and Madison, uh, Thomas and Madison, Thomas and Harvey Barnes down the left, Destania and Ricardo down the right. It would be a shame to break those up, wouldn't it? It would be. And like I say, as I said earlier, especially Luke Thomas for me on Sunday, he was my man of the match. I thought up against a, a tricky player like um, Traore can be. Um, what I noticed about, especially in the first half, as soon as Traore got, got the ball, Thomas was right in behind him. Didn't give him any space to turn at all. And whether he gave away like a little foul, foul here and there in the decent area, it definitely stopped the danger that Traore can... He, can, he could he could oppose to us really. Um, he just he, I think I think it's that I've, I've been impressed with Thomas every more or less every game he's played. He's still a young lad, so he's going to make mistakes. But I thought Sunday, um, it the, the, I thought his performance were absolutely it, it showed the level of maturity that he, that he's he's sort of he's got now from starting games last season um, up till now. And I mean he's he's not played. You wouldn't say he's played a lot of football for us this season. I know he's been used in, like you say, Europa League and Cup games and Premier League games here and there. But, you know, we're just in out now. We are going to see a lot more of him. But Sun Sunday's performance, it, it bodes well for, for his development and his career for us, hopefully. But, yeah, going back to your point, mate, um, definitely both, both sides, were, as um, the comments said there, it was really well balanced. Um, defensively, I thought we were absolutely outstanding. The... the Defensive work from um, the midfield from Ricardo and, and Barnes. They they both got back and trapped back well. So it'd be a shame to break it up. Um, and like I say, I, hopefully I'd, I'd still have Thomas um, at left back, Ricardo right wing, and um, Castagna right back. But I think maybe maybe he'll um, maybe he'll bring Albrighton back in and drop. To be fair, yeah, maybe drop Castagna left back or keep Thomas in and put Castagna on the bench. It's a nice position to be in, though, <laughs> having to yeah. having those choices to make, which we didn't at the start of the season. We, we didn't have a, many fit players. Paul, as, as a next player, I mean, a second leg of a two-legged game or, or even like a replay after the first game where it's got to be decided on the night. I mean, you know, it's not even going to... Pe you know, it, Well, it could go to extra time if it's nil-nil. It could go to penalties if it's nil-nil. But... It, does it put extra pressure on the players? Do the players, you know, feel that extra pressure? Yeah, there's going to be a certain amount of pressure on. Obviously, you know, whatever game you're going to play in. Um, but going into the second leg, the players will feel a little bit of pressure. But they should be, they should think, right, we've got them back here now. It's our own pitch. Um, obviously, the pitch they played on. Like, you know, listen to Brendan's comments after the pitch was a bit sticky. It was a bit bobbly. You know, they they, they weren't good in possession, as good as they were. So getting them back to the king power now, obviously they can get their passing game going. Uh, there will be a little bit of pressure, but again, you know, no disrespect, but they're playing with no fans there, so yeah. that pressure's dropped a little bit. So they can, you know, it's weird really. But they they'll be they'll be they'll, they'll be able to try things without getting a a crowd groan or you know someone mm. shouting or something like that. Do you, you know what I mean? So yes, it is it, it is a great game for them. They they will be looking forward to it. You know, I've played in. You know, I think once I was when I was at Oldham, we we played Brentford in the in the FA Cup. Uh, we drew one each. Went to Brentford's ground. The draw was already done for the next game. So whoever whoever won the replay, we were playing Chelsea at home, which was the likes of Viali, Desai, uh, Dennis yeah. Wise, Babayaro, uh, Zola, um, Tori Andre Flo. So us going away from home, we were like we were buzzing. That that ended up going to penalties. Uh, yeah. I think John Sheridan scored the winning penalty. It's it's funny one because the olden fans always comment about it. He took the penalty, kicked the ground, and I think the dirt hit the net before the ball did. Yeah. We were, so we were, you know, it's, it's one of those games where we knew that we were going to go and we were going to win that second leg. So it's a bit, you know, it's a bit the same. Um, but they'll be less than should be looking forward to it. You know, they get on their own pitch, get the ball moving, create chances early doors. 
Um, obviously, with, with Harvey Barnes, I used to play. I played with his dad, Paul, at Berry. Mm. Um, great goal scorer in his time. Not as not the quickest, not as quick as his son, um, but knew where the goal was. And I think with Harvey now, he's you know I think he's been told Brendan needs to add goals to his game, which he's doing, and he's also creating chances as well. So yeah. as a, as an English person living in Wales, I can't wait for the England squad to come back out and for him to you know to get into that team. But obviously, he's got to do the business and keep going uh, for Leicester. I think he, with him as well. I think what I should have been told when I played was not to become predictable, playing on the mm. right-hand side and being left-footed. Where with Harvey now, he's got no disrespect to the coaches I had, but they've got coaches who are a bit more intelligent, know a bit more of the game, study a little bit more. So they'll be on to him, listen, Harvey, you can't keep coming inside. You have to go on the outside. You have to release it at times. And so that can only stand in good stead for himself, for the boy and for Leicester and for England. I think we've seen this season... The, the changing in how he's developed, you know, from he's got goals in him this season, yeah. which you didn't necessarily have last season. Darren, um, you said that extra time, if it's 1 1 or 2 2, as away goals only count after extra time, I am told. Um, do we know for sure what the rules are? We did. I think you were possibly late coming in, but just to reiterate, and this was what was on the um, UEFA site earlier. So this was on the UEFA.com. Again, just to reiterate, um, and I, I presume this is correct because it was on the UEFA site. So unless we want to change the rules recently, if it is 1 1 2 2 at 90 minutes, that's the end of the game. Um, which I think it, it usually is because I, I don't know when we played with my memory of away goals is the Wimbledon in the League Cup when Simon Grayson. Got it. Um, I don't know whether we ask them. My, my memory is going, and I'm feeling very old after you named all those players, Paul, because I remember most <laughs> of them. <laughs> but Josh, this is, I mean, this was the first game. Um, you know, possession there. Um, we had we had more possession, but we, you know, didn't have that many shots. We only got one shot on target. And this is a bugbear of mine, you know. We've got to be getting shots on target. And sometimes, I know Brad doesn't like stats, but it does wind me up that a Premier League team goes through a game and has one shot on target. That's got to improve Thursday night. Yeah, I think we're all expecting a bit more from us in the last leg, to be honest with you. I think we, we started the game all right. And then the second half, I just I felt it, it weren't very good at all. And as you say from the stats there, only one shot on target. It, it was a bit of a drab affair. Um, it's it's frustrating, but I think a lot of these players they've never they've never obviously gone to a place like Czech Republic and had to play football there. Um, so that it, it was it was new to a lot of them. Um, as as Paul said, the the pitch from what we heard and from what we saw weren't really great, so we couldn't really get his passing game going that well. Um, it obviously suited them a lot more being their home stadium. So they obviously I think. Going by the stats, like you say, they they created a lot more than what we did, and probably rightly so, really. Um, I expect more of us, and I think everybody does this this leg with us being at home. Um, and I think play, playing on our pitch and, and on, on a much better surface is is going to suit us down to the ground. And Paul, we've. We've got no Perez because he's out injured. We've got no Inacho because he is, um, well, not suspended, but he is ineligible because of uh, bookings. Barney's got to be on song because we haven't got any other option, really. Yeah, it, but again, as, as Josh said earlier on, with Vardy in the team, you've always got a chance of a goal yeah. out of nothing. You know, for his, what I like about him, you know, I've, watched, I've watched him a load of times, you know, he scored so many goals in the Premier League, but his work rate, he's second to none. He'll, he'll harass players, he'll put them under pressure, he'll leave his foot in, he'll leave his elbow in. So he's always likely to create something even on his own. And with him, yeah. with his runs, he makes him behind. Defenders don't like that. You ask any defender in the world, what's, what's your pet? Hey, oh, I hate someone who keeps running in one channel, running in the other. And the one time he'll go, the centre-back won't go with him and he'll be in. Yeah. And that's as I said earlier on. That's what Leicester have got in their in their armour. If they yeah. are struggling, they will put it in the in the channel. They will pop it in the because they'll know he'll get it. He'll reach it, 
he'll bring players in into into the game, and then they'll have little runners then with the likes of um, Madison again. I've mentioned Tillemans, who I think is a class player, um, and Harvey Barnes again coming in from that left hand side. Yeah. So um, you know they they have got that armour up there with Jamie because he'll, he'll work his I was going to say something then he'll work very hard um, and he'll always this is nice remember <laughs> and he'll always put opposition players under threat and if you watch him as well sometimes he'll chase a ball and he'll walk back and he'll walk back and he'll walk then all of a sudden bang he'll come alive because Leicester have won possession as Josh said they, they can play on the counter-attack so he's yes. always ready for that uh, quick ball from the back going forward and he'll be onto it like a flash so, yeah, and Josh, it's almost like in a way Vardy takes two defenders out, which releases space for Madders as he if he's fit. And Rob's just asked the question there uh, off off camera: Is do any news on him? As far as I know, he, he's fine. I've not heard that he's not. But and obviously uh, Harvey Barnes as well. So you know, it, you, you you can't you know. Like 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 Paul said, Vardy can have a rubbish eighty nine minutes. He only needs the one minute to get the goal. Exactly, and even even games such as you look back at against like the likes of Sheffield United away this season, where Vardy weren't really in the game, and then last minute Madison sends him through one on one, and he wins the game. So you're always, you're always going to get that. You're always going to get out with Vardy no matter what. Um, I think, I mean, to be honest with you. I, he scored plenty of goals for us this season, but I can't really think of many, say many games, it probably sounds a bit unfair, where he's been absolutely outstanding, if you know what I mean. I know he's like he scored plenty of goals for us and that, that's what he's going to be remembered for. Um, but I think it's because, I listened to something on the on the radio earlier and they were saying, you know, are we seeing the decline in Vardy? Personally, I don't think not. I think he's just added more to his game. Um, I think since Brendan Rodgers has come in, we've seen maybe a different side ta- ta- tactically um, to Vardy's gameplay anyway. Um, he's making a lot more intelligent runs now. Maybe he's preserving more energy as well because he don't really seem to be hurrying as much. He's, he seems to be a lot of sort of calculated risk with him when he knows when to press and when not to really waste his energy as such. Um, basically, you know, you look at it, you know, Harvey Barnes is banging in goals, Madison's banging in goals. So it's... It's not like we're relying on one sort of player anymore. We know replacing Vardy in the future is going to be an absolute nightmare because there's not many players like him around. Um, I don't think I'll ever see maybe another player with with his sort of tactical side of play um, ever again in my lifetime. Especially someone that's going to score as many goals as he has for us. So, but it seems like we've sort of we've, we've developed a, a way of play now where he's bringing in other players, he's making intelligent runs, and as you said. Uh, as you said, Chris, I think for the fir- for a first goal on Sunday, he sort of made a run and it dragged two Villa defenders away, which gave Madison that space to get his shot away. So little things like that. It, it, so sometimes it's it, it goes a bit under the radar, but it just it's just as it's just as important as an assist for me. Yeah, Paul. I mean, I'm very much a glass half empty guy. I always I always have been. I think it's it's. It comes from being a Leicester fan all my life. Uh, it is a roller coaster. But I mean, you know, look, look at the table at the moment. I mean, we're up there in third place. No Slavia Prague doing ahead, but we, we know we're no slouches ourselves. And you know, we just, we could go we could go all the way in this, couldn't we? Exactly. You know, I think that is one. You know, if you if a Leicester fan, if you thought this season I would be what second in the league, uh, in the Europa League, I've got a great chance of getting into the next round with a home game. You know, you'd snap your hands off. You really mm. would. But again, like it's again, it's just about how they start. I think on Thursday they've got to start bright. They've got to start quick. They've got to pass the ball around, and they've got to utilise the players that they've got in their team. You know, feed the wingers early. Let them go. And let them have a go at players. Um, you know, again, with what Josh has said about the young boy, Luke Thomas, I thought he was excellent against Villa. And every time, um, oh, I forgot his name, I'm a Villa fan now, the winger got the ball. Um, I'll be born. Yeah, the Traore. Traore. And I've oh, sorry. Yeah, the Villa game. So every time he got the ball, um, he was right up his backside. He was forcing back, didn't give him, give him chance to turn and left his boot in a couple of times, which I, you know, which I like is... You know, so I think it all it, it all matters. All matters how they start. They've got to start quick. They've got to get the ball. 
and they've got to move it around quickly. And then when they get in the one v one situations, he's just have a go and don't be frightened. Don't be frightened. You know, if you yeah. give the ball away, great. You know, they, they've got that mentality now. If they do give the ball away, like he did at Liverpool, he'll install in these teams. They'll want to go and win it back, like he did at Les- uh, sorry, um, Swansea. As soon as they lose it, they'll try and hunt it. They'll try and win it back as quick as they can. And then, you know, they'll keep probing and keep probing and keep probing. Yeah. Josh, it is, as, as Paul just said there, a case of which Leicester turn up. And, and I did say post-match, uh, after the Villa game, would the real Leicester stand up? If the Leicester that played Villa turns up, it's going to be a completely different game to the Leicester that played Wolves turns up. We we need we need to get it right from the start, don't we? Yeah, and I thought, and I, I, I truly believe that we will. Um, I think this season more than any really when. Um, when games, when big games that are mattered and they've come up, um, Brendan, I think for me, Brendan, so far this season, he's got absolutely spot on. Um, you look at you look at results against the the bigger, they say we always say this, the, the bigger six, so to speak, and um, fair Liverpool, Liverpool beat us once, but other than that, our record this season against the bigger teams it, on the big occasions has, has been outstanding. So, I. I it's not going to. It's not going to be easy, but I think we'll uh, we'll definitely get right on Thursday. I'm I'm expecting us. I'm not giving away my uh, my prediction just yet, but I'm expecting <laughs> us to. I'm expecting us to win. Might not be comfortably, but um, I think uh, we will definitely offer a lot more this leg than we did in the last leg for sure. Paul, I don't think you saw the game live, um, and I don't know how much it showed up on the highlights. But and I'm going to come to to, to Josh with the same question in a minute. A lot of people are very critical of the referee, um, and as I as I've put here, and we'll, we'll remember this brother from another mother, old Remy Harrell in nineteen ninety seven the City Madrid game, uh, and he was never ever seen after that again. Uh, Mark agreed. Did he have that bad a game? I've, I've seen some of the decisions that he's that he made, and. Um, I second what Brendan said. He wasn't the best, to be honest. Um, I've, I've seen the sending, uh, sorry, the uh, the yellow card in the Acho, absolutely nothing in it whatsoever. Um, so it's it's one of them goes. It, it's always the same, you know. When you go away from home, you are going to get these referees who, you know, I wouldn't say sent aside for the home team, but you know, there's one or two fouls that, that he let go and didn't punish him. I've seen a couple of kicks on. Harvey Barnes that you know didn't really go down well, so um, you know he, he, you know he wasn't the best. But again, as a football player, you can't or a manager, you can't go around and blame the referee. You know you've just got to get on yourself. I think they again they did have one really good chance. I think that might have been the one shot on target where Harvey Barnes has gone through one on one with the, the keeper, a couple of defenders around him, and I think he's tried to nutmeg the keeper. Where I've seen yeah. him score goals by opening his body and whipping it with his right foot into the far corner. So again, he's a, he's a young kid, but what he, what I like about him when he picks the ball up, he'll go. His first thought is to get across the defender. So once he's got in front of the defender, the defender can't do anything. Because if he, if he clicks him, he'll go down, it'll be a penalty, it'll be a free kick. But um, again, I, I second what Brendan said. I've seen some of the decisions that the ref made and, you know, hopefully we're not going to get a referee as bad as that in the uh, in the game on Thursday. Do you remember this guy, uh, Josh, at all? I can't, whether you're too young to, to remember that game. I can. No, I, I, can, I can remember it. And, um, specifically, I remember Martin O'Neill's reaction uh, in, the, in his interview after the game as well, more than anything. I remember him not being very happy. But, um, yeah, he's... I, to I don't be think honest we can with get the same I think it's a, a different ref for the second leg. I think so. I, I, I mean, like, I, I hope it is. I, I can't. I can't really see it, see it being the same. Um, what annoys me is you hear you hear it on TV and commentators. They they say it a lot as well. They say, well, oh, it's a European foul, or, or it's a foul you get in Spain or places like that. Mm-hmm. It, when it's a softer decision, but you can. I mean, if that if that's the way European football is, then, then fair enough. If 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 a, if a lighter challenge, so to speak, is seen as a foul, then. I guess it's down to the referee's discretion. It's it's a bit. It sounds daft. It's a bit like VAR. It's just down to a matter of opinion. Um, 
again, it's a totally exactly. I've got to go with exactly what Paul said there. I agree with Brendan. I thought the referee he were he were pretty poor last week. Um, I thought again he's with with um, the Ian Atcher booking personally. I, I sat there in disbelief. Like, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe it. Um, but but other than that, it's it is what it is. You, you get good refs, you get bad refs. So you just set the rough with the smooth, really. Right. Well, I'm going to round off and thank you both for joining me tonight with um, some score predictions. I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off, no pun intended. Unfortunately, I can see them scoring. I don't know why. It's probably say the uh, the half full glass in me, but I I think we'll get we will we'll score more than we'll, I'm going for two one to, to to Leicester. Paul, what do you think you're going to? What do you, you can see this going? I th- I think they're going to win two 0 the way they, the way Leicester defend, and and with the with the GK they got behind him, you know he's yes. always to pull off a, a, a magical save. Um, the only one concern if it got time is obviously watch the highlights. A couple of chances they had off corners mm-hmm. where people weren't marking, you know. So I think that's that's one thing where Brendan again he'd have watched it, analysed it, and said right on corners you have to stay with your runners because they've had they had a couple of half chances in the game. But I'm going to go for a two 0 win. I think uh, we we all know about the corners this season, don't we, Josh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think just 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 quick just just quickly going on um off what Paul said there about the um about the especially the defending from corners. You're seeing a lot of teams do it now where um and I've never really noticed it before this season. Whether or not it's because this season it's being really pointed out by commentators and such, where you're having Zonal marking inside the six-yard box, and then man marking on the out, on just outside inside the eighteen-yard box. And I think we've sort of adopted that at times, but sometimes you'll see, I don't know, the likes of um, someone like Ricardo marking um, a player like Tyro Mings, for example, or whatever. And it looks really mismatched. So, but again, we like to be. Thankfully, we've not conceded from from a, a corner for quite a while now. So. Uh, Hopefully that's uh, that's been eradicated from 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 our performance. <laughs> well, now anyway. it, well, you know, I, 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 I'll probably put the kiss of death on us now, so I'll have to touch wood. <laughs> you do that a lot. Uh, what score are you? Gonna- <laughs> uh, I'm going to go two 0 as well. I think I, I agree with Paul. I think I think we'll get an early goal. Um, I could see them getting a few decent chances because again, I, I thought they. They're a decent side, and we, we sort of know we know what to expect now. Um, and then I think we'll get a goal roughly around seventy fifth minute, just to just to put us at ease a bit. But uh, as we know, being Leicester fans, it's it's never as simple as that. But fingers crossed, it never is. Never do it. Never do it. If there's a hard way to do it, we do it. Yeah. Oh, it's been great to have you on. Would love to. Would love to be into the next round and have you back on for the next European one if you can make it. That'd be my pleasure. I'd love oh, to really. Be it's been great having you on, and it's always good to have the professional look on things. Us, us, we as fans sort of think we know it, but you as an ex-player definitely do know it. <laughs> you take care, Paul. All the best to your family, and stay safe, and we'll have a chat And if we get through to the next round. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for having me on. Thanks for coming, Paul. Take care, mate. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers, Bye. Paul. See you later, mate. Josh, take care, son. To our pal. So thanks there. Oh, a quick score prediction here from um, Brett. He's gone three-one. Um, the draw. Let me just say, if we look uh, ahead, and we've got the draw is at Friday, uh, this Friday, and twelve o'clock. Hopefully, we'll be in that. Uh, we'll be doing a live one. Are you available then, Josh? Or is it during the day? Are you going to be working? I'll be at work, unfortunately, bud. Right, right. Well, in some, <laughs> form, or another, in some form or another, we will be doing a live stream. It, it, it's these gets tr- shorter and shorter because there's less teams in each round. But uh, yeah. let's hope we're in it. Let's hope we are in it. Josh, thanks very much, mate. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me, Chris. Really appreciate it, bud. And we will see you on Sunday. Yep. For the Arsenal game, and we're hopefully going to be putting a watch along together for that. So stay tuned yeah. for that. They say, you know, fingers crossed, <laughs> it, it'll be fun. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, mate. All the best. And you, Chris. Tomorrow, look after yourself, pal. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. 
So thanks to everybody for coming in there. Thanks to Paul. Great to have him on. Um, Ex-player. I say for those of us of a certain age, we remember him well. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we've got the preview show when we'll be joined by Steve Linux and we will, hopefully if he's free, and we'll definitely be joined by Craig, and we'll be looking ahead to the Arsenal game, and then on Thursday, it's going to be the big one. It's all going to be down to 90 minutes. Let's see how we get on. Let's hope we win, and um, we will take it from there. So see you tomorrow at 7, and um, see you on Thursday for the game. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for all your comments. Thanks for joining in. Whatever you do, make sure you stay safe. Good night now. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.